Have you ever felt lost, lonely, or maybe even a little bit loony? I talk about all these things on my show and how to help them. Hi everyone, happy Tuesday. This is Carmen here and this is your final episode of Mental Melodies for the year. So I'm gonna say what I always say. Thank you for being here. Thank you for liking and sharing and subscribing. Please continue to do all of that. Um, today's episode is gonna be a little different. I'm just gonna talk. Um, I've been reflecting a lot on the last year um, but actually mostly looking forward to the new year which is a little bit different for me and that's actually what I wanted to talk about today um, and this is the first episode where I kind of decided on one topic also before showing up so that is some progress for me so I'm pretty excited about that um, I always end the year with a lot of reflection and in past years I would like think about everything that I had done that year and like write down the key points from every single month of the year and kind of like lessons that I learned and all of that and that was extremely valuable for me especially um, just like working through everything that I've been working through in the last five years but this year has been a little bit different and um, it's been different in a very good way and something that I've been working on for a long time and that I've mentioned on here multiple times is that I'm, I'm trying to be more in the moment. And um, there is something that I said on that Canvas Rebel Magazine interview that I mentioned last week, like the last line of the interview, I said something about how songwriting is giving yourself up to the moment and to the stories inside of you that need to be told and like the words that need to be said and that's something that I've said with conviction many times on this show that I I believe that a lot of the songs that I am writing are things that like they're already inside of me like inside of my creative well and um, my like purpose then as an artist is to find them and it's so interesting thinking about all of that because um, when you give yourself up to your art in that way, it takes you out of the intellectual mindset. And that's one of the things that I, again, was talking about in that interview that I really was, I, like, figure. I'm always figuring things out on the spot. You've probably noticed that by now. And a, a lot of the things that I talk about are based off of, um, like, years and years and years of studying. But what I've learned about myself is that... Um, I don't, I haven't like picked one thing that I've learned and subscribed to. Like, I'm not just a Carl Jung fanatic or I didn't like study Sigmund Freud to the point where I know everything about everything that he ever said or did or whatever. What I like to do is to take a bunch of different theories and learn about them and then come up with my own ideas. And um, I think that there's a, I don't know, there's like a, a learning curve with being able to uh, like jump into that type of thinking. Um, I've mentioned like the, um, I can't remember what it's called, but teachers learn about it and I would have known <laughs> a couple years ago, but um, teachers learn about how there's different types of thinking, right? And you're supposed to get your students to memorize things and like be able to identify things, but you learn that that's a very low level of thinking and really the highest level of thinking is creation. So according to like educational theory, the highest level of thinking is not learning everything about 
um, all of the theories that are in our world so far and then just abiding by them and like sticking up for them or something. It's learning all of those things so that you can come up with your own theories. And I think this is a trend um, either like right now or in my generation or maybe I'm just seeing it more because that's where I'm at. But I think that free thinking is definitely something that is... Um, more prevalent these days where people are saying like I don't have to live exactly the way that my parents lived or my grandparents lived and that's been a theme that's come up for me in the last couple of weeks and over the course of my life but definitely in the last couple of weeks as I'm like reflecting on the the last year and specifically like thinking about the new year is um, I I like to think about how I became the way that I am and I've started to notice what I've picked up on from other people. So something I've talked about um, frequently is how I notice that I'm very much like my mom and that's, maybe I haven't said that because I know that's been a hard thing for me to admit because I used to always not want to be like her and that was um, like something I would say about my childhood like oh I learned how not to be a parent from how I grew up and I think that a lot of that was very valid and a lot of that went back to stuff I've opened up about on this show about like how my stepfather kind of like ruled our household and the trauma that happened in my childhood and all of those things and so I was very very adamant as a teenager like at 17 18 that I was gonna go out and I was gonna find a way to live that was different from this and essentially like I just wanted to get away and then I've talked multiple times about like my story post being age 18 but lately I've been cleaning my space um, and just like getting rid of stuff and I've talked about how the beginning of that was back in like 2018 when I was forced by life out into a new adventure and I moved onto a boat in Florida and I could only take what could fit on the boat and at that time I still had quite a few things and a lot of clothes and so there were like parts of the boat that were just stuffed with stuff that I really didn't need like we don't need as much um articles of clothing I think that most of us keep around. We don't need that many pair of shoes. We definitely don't need like more than three purses. Um, but I, uh, anyway, I, so I've been cleaning up my space and, um, I've been just getting rid of stuff and there's like this box of workout stuff that I've had with me now for like three years that I don't use anymore because the gym is not like my main thing right now, but I hold on to it just in case I'll like get back into yoga the way that I used to. And I don't know exactly the time period for when you should let go of something if you're not using it anymore or if you're not wearing it anymore, but I think two years is definitely enough time um, but with letting go of an item you have to let go of like the attachment that you have to what it means about who you are so I used to be a yogi and a yoga teacher and somebody who did handstands every day and I was very proud of those things and when I when I shed those things and let go of them um, that that's very challenging for me and I think for a lot of people to let go of the the stuff in their life that reminds them of like people that they were um and like good parts of it and that's a theme that I've talked about multiple times here too is just being able to 
to take the good of something and to leave the bad of something. And I'm not saying that like holding on to mementos is a bad thing, but hoarding is a bad thing. <laughs> I will say that very clearly. At least that's like a theory that I have. And that goes back to what I was saying about how I've noticed who has affected who I am. And one story I've told before is that after Florida, I came here to Las Vegas and I was living with my grandfather and I lived with him for two years and I lived with him at the end of his life. And I just felt so stifled by the energy in his house because he had just like stuff piled upon stuff and he was just doing the same thing every single day that he had been doing for years. And, um, it's interesting because as I continue to process all of the different like opposites in my life, which I bring up every single episode, um, I notice that there is so much power in routine. There's so much power in like figuring out what you want to do in the morning to make sure that your day is set up for success so that you can feel the way that you want to feel. And there's so much power in figuring out what you want to do at night so that you can get good rest to prepare you for the next day and all of those things. But I believe that, at least for me, doing the same morning routine day after day, year after year, until you die is not healthy. I think that we should continue to experiment with different things. And that's actually where I'm at in my like 2024 planning right now. And that's how I started the episode. I was talking about these, um, the reflection that I do at the end of the year and how it's changed. And it's so, it's so interesting for me right now. I just like nerd out on my own life. I had this thought earlier that I, I feel like very much like a mad scientist, except that my experiment is like my life. And I'm always thinking about who I am and who I want to be and how I want to spend my time and how can I be more efficient, but how can I also get more rest? And all of these questions are always mulling around in my mind. And I'm just always trying new things to, in order to be who I want to be, to be happy, to be strong, whatever it is that I need to work on at the moment. And um, I just feel like life is just this constant thing where you're being thrown with tests and like you get to s decide how to respond. And even the more that I've looked at life that way, um, the more fun I've had where I actually have moments more and more often these days where life feels more like an adventure and less like a chore. Because I think for a long time life definitely felt like a chore where it was like, you know, life is laid out for you and especially for me, at least, my experience with school was that I felt like life was very much laid out for me. Like I knew what the next step was going to be. Um, and it was going to be school and then more school. And then after that, possibly more school. And I definitely did follow that trend. Like I am not in school right now. And it's been the first, my first, my second year off from school, I think, in my entire life. So that's been totally weird. And I had that moment when I let go of, like when I let go of being a teacher, um, and then when I also didn't get into the PhD program of like, okay, but who am I without that? And so there's this thing coming up about that attachment, right? We, we're attached to things, we're attached to our jobs, and all of it, I think, comes down to the fact that we have to have an identity in order to, like, survive mentally. And this is a, like a theory I was talking about last week. 
um, I think it was last week, about the ego, right? And so these are some of the psychological theories that I talk about, right, that I don't know them through and through, but I, ha I have... I have been an avid re reader and again I've taken pieces from what I've read and created like my own theories about them and um, or just I don't know benefited from the ideas of other people and it's helped me to figure out like who I want to be and what I need and so this idea that we have we have to have some type of separation to survive in this world um, is it's interesting and um, I'm toying with that right now out loud. <laughs> um, so I'm going to get back to talking about like my vision boards and what that means and get to my point over the course of the next few um, segments of this episode. So we're taking a little break and tune back in in a couple of minutes and I'll see you soon. Hi, I'm Deacon T with Modern Word Ministries. It's great to be with you today. Just a short little promo for our show. Every Sunday morning we have service and you can follow us at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on modernwordministries.org. And if you missed us or you want to see some of our older messages, go ahead and check us out on socialmediashows.com every single morning at 9 a.m. It's a great way to kick off your day, get a little bit of the word in you, get something uplifting, get you started off on your way. You know, if you're looking for prayer or you need some help, reach out to us. If you go to our website, again, that's modernwordministries.org, you can interact with me via telephone, via DM, text message, whatever you want. I'll get right back to you. So if you need prayer, you need help, you just need somebody to talk to, Modern Word Ministries is here for you. We are your church in the community. So until you see you next time, be blessed, everybody. Bye-bye. Hello everyone, this is Joseph Skoda with Social Media Shows. Well, I thank all of you for your support through these last several years, and it's been a lot of fun. We've given people a voice they never had before. Now, Social Media Shows is always collaborating with our veterans to help them do things and help out the veterans who are struggling today. And we teamed up with GI Connections, GI Connections, connecting veterans with resources. So please consider helping and donating to this great cause because we're always doing things for veterans. So GI Connections, social media shows, and you is what makes the world a better place. Once again, Joseph Skoda, proud United States Air Force veteran. everyone welcome back to this episode of mental melodies this is your host here carmen bradley i am talking about wrapping up the year and making goals for the new year and all of that um but specifically i'm talking about my process because my process has been like six years in the making and i'm having this interesting like growth moment this year and so what i'm doing with my vision board this year and um it's sort of happened like I I was doing a lot of planning things that I was thinking about for 2024 some goals that I have for like my music and my comedy and that kind of thing um, but for the most part I was just kind of in the moment and what ended up happening is um, all of the various categories that um, I put my thoughts into um, are on my board and I have little envelopes that have all of the different categories so the reason why this is so different and why it's so mind-blowing, if you're following me, is that for years and years and years and years, I've been just writing, writing 
so many words, so many sentences, so many paragraphs, and then not knowing what to do with them. And I've been unable to like complete projects because I just had so many thoughts. And one thing I realized, um, like today actually, I think was that I believe that that writing was me, um, doing that process of like sculpting my art out of everything that was in my brain. So I had to write everything down and I had to run a lot of miles and I had to do a lot of yoga in order to get a lot of crap out of my head. And so a lot of that crap was like mental illness stuff I had to heal from. I could not be writing music the way that I am now if I were still in like 100% full force eating disorder. And I still struggle with those things and that's a theme I've talked about this year on this show and so I believe it's relevant to this like wrap-up episode um, I definitely still struggle I definitely still feel like a badge of honor when I only eat like once a day and that's not healthy um, but I am experimenting with life and I'm figuring it out and sometimes I have to change the way that I eat to fit like what I'm doing with my life and so I even the like you have to eat breakfast lunch and dinner at this time and you have to eat three meals a day and all of these things even all of those are like rules that I believe I can throw out so that I can do what makes me happy and so that I can feel more and more this feeling that I like of life being an adventure rather than a chore um, so anyway uh, what I'm talking about is how all of these like thoughts in my mind were just taking up my brain space and when your thoughts are going and going and going and going all day long like if you have anxiety and you're thinking about what could go wrong all day then you're not able to just sit in the moment and surrender to your art the thing that I like mentioned at the beginning of this episode I and so that's why to get to this point I had to start where I was and I had to do a lot of yoga and practice being in my body and observing my thoughts one thing that I wanted to bring up that I've thought about in the last week is this um, thought observation um, meditation and there are videos that you can find and perhaps maybe one episode it will warrant me like guiding you through it or something during an episode but all you have to do is sit back or sit down or even stand up be wherever you're at and feel yourself in your body and notice where you're at in the moment and then notice your body notice your toes notice everything get to the point where you feel like okay I'm actually in the room that I'm in and then take your eyes and close them and take your eyeballs up it sounds a little weird but you take your eyeballs up so you pretend you're looking behind your forehead and then just start to pay attention to what thoughts are coming into your mind and what you can do is you can write them down or you can just sit there and observe them and you start to categorize them and so you can categorize an anxious thought and you can categorize like an eating disorder thought so if you're thinking about food you categorize it if you're thinking about this you categorize it um, I believe that I have been doing that for years to the point now where I have thoughts that literally fit into like four different categories that I have so I'll have a thought and I'll put it into my movie writing category or I'll have a thought and I'll put it into my songwriting category or I'll have a thought and I'll put it into mental melodies and I know when I sit down to reflect or write or prepare on any given day I know exactly where to put these thoughts and that's the weird thing about this year is that I have gone from having 
papers all over my studio to where like I'm stepping on papers because I have so much coming into my mind that all I can do is just like keep writing and writing and writing. Um, I would, I used to hold on to these, like that going back to that attachment thing. I have probably like 50 journals just completely full, which started, I think the first journal I have was when I was like 17 and I have this very specific like journal entry that kind of got me started on journaling. And that was actually November 11th, 2008. And that was when I got that black eye I talked about last week that kind of sent me on my hero's journey essentially if you studied the hero's journey if you were paying attention in english class then you know that heroes get pulled onto their journeys by life if it's called a call to adventure so I, and I believe it happens multiple times throughout your life. Like there are many stories I've told that could fit into that, right? I lost my second teaching job in California, so I was kind of forced by life to do that whole thing where I moved onto the boat. And so, um, again, I just think there are so many forces outside of us that are like helping us. And I, I, lately I've been, because I'm doing this thing where I'm like, I don't know, making life more fun for myself. I like to like imagine kind of this Mulan scenario where I have some kind of spirit guide around me that's like a fun little creature and they're doing things like planting the right fortune cookie in my Panda Express meal so I can get the message that I need. And many of the messages I'm getting from Panda Express have been related to my life journey. And like today I got, um, you have a way about you. And it wasn't, it wasn't a fortune like the other ones were, where it was like, do this, like kind of like advice. It was just, you have a way about you. And I felt like uh, a lot of what I've been dealing with in the last year is just like, being brave enough to be myself like in front of a camera for an hour and to accept that people want to listen to me or that I have something to say or that like I have anything of value to contribute at all to this world and so every once in a while I'd you know I'm feeling that way or whatever or feeling a little tired or feeling like I want to give up and you just like get a little message like that and it and it helps you move forward and like say what you want to say about whether or not those things are true but I think that Regardless if they are, regardless if there is some kind of power out there, I think that we we have to, as humans, find things that give us that joy and that push us forward toward where we want to be. And like for me in the past, it's been like little messages on tea bags and that just say something that gets me thinking, that gets me out of some kind of a rut. And so I think that there's just so much value in, in any kind of spiritual practice or... Um, I don't know, thing that you're doing in your life to um, give yourself a little bit of joy. Um, so this whole thing that's happening in my brain, oh, I was talking about my journals. So I, I still have them and um, this year I've been getting rid of stuff. I've said that like a million times, but in the last couple weeks specifically, like I've just been taking stuff out of the closet, getting rid of it, donating it. I've taken so many different um, trips to Goodwill over the last year, just like giving stuff away. Um, and I let go of all of my books, which was probably the hardest thing for me. And so that's what I was going to say about Florida was that I, I could only fit so much onto the boat, but I made sure that I brought like four giant containers full of books that were so, so heavy. And the day that I moved off the boat was a rainy day and I was carrying all this stuff by myself off of the boat 
onto like slippery floor into my car just like put everything that I could in my car had to leave some stuff behind that time too to make my way here and then what happens in our life is we have these cycles right and we should be I believe catching and releasing I talk about my relationship to money like that um, and most of the time I'm joking but it's very true where like money comes and money goes and right now specifically I'm trying to be a little bit smarter about where it goes like fueling it at least into my music or into my show or like into these various categories that I have in my brain into my comedy whatever it is or into myself um, feeding myself <laughs> which I have a hard time doing sometimes but I'm, I'm trying to accept that that is the pattern of life and not hoard. So going back to my point of like, I was watching my grandfather and I saw his energy and I saw all the stuff that he was holding on to. That was another moment in my life where I was like, I love you for everything that you've done for me. Thank you for giving me a space, Grandpa, but I don't want to do these things that you do. I want to live my life a different way. And perhaps that, that is what we're meant to do anyway any like new generation has the ability to see everything that their parents tried to do to make life better for them and then decide for them what they want to do to make life better for their own life and for like future generations um so anyway with the journals and my books <laughs> i I had a huge attachment to my book collection and this is something as I say things like this there's um, I notice that sometimes I want to say those things in order to be validated um, and perhaps from somebody else but perhaps also just from myself so it's like w by letting go of that book collection nobody's gonna come into my house now and see thousands of books and think wow what a smart lady and so I had to let go of this external badge of honor that I was holding on to and be able to say that I will always know how many books I've read and I will always know how many degrees I have and perhaps over time I can let go of the need to let like to tell everybody else um, but I I don't know I still I still go back and forth sometimes about letting things go and I actually um, I went to a hockey game on Sunday go Golden Knights I'm actually kinda wearing Golden Knights colors today um, that's been like a fun thing when I think about like my journey because I I liked hockey back in California and I would go to Kings games and I've been here five years and I haven't been to a Knights game so it felt very much like here I am like I, I feel like I'm at home I've never really been one to subscribe to like really cheering on sports or following them or anything like that um, but I've I've noticed through like working at the sphere and then being a part of like the music community here that there is something so beautiful about a city having things that bring them together you know and that's important because we have things that bring us together that are very traumatic like shootings and that we don't need and so I th I think that cities do need that sense because people need that sense of belonging right so I'm talking about this feeling of like um, separateness and like needing separateness and needing your own identity that is very important but again with opposites you also need to feel like you belong so that was a very important thing for me but the purpose of that whole story about the Golden Knights game was that I was sitting next to my dear friend David and I was talking about the jersey that I let go of that was a Kings jersey um, 
and I had let go of it because my ex had given it to me and also like I don't live there anymore and I'm trying to find a home here and um, I hadn't really thought about it in a while but I was like feeling that sense of like oh man I wish I wouldn't have gotten rid of it which I'm sure everybody can relate to you know you let go of a clothing item and then later you remember it and you're like oh man I wish I would have kept it but at the end of the day, it was better that you let it go. And he he was like, yeah, I know that feeling, but I don't want to be a hoarder. And just like validated that. And I, I think that's what we need often is validation of letting those things go. Like one big thing I let go of this year that I've talked about on the show was a relationship and like the chance at a family and all of these things that I thought that I wanted. And that was very, very challenging. Um, but when I'm more in the moment, which again is like kind of how I started this episode, I think less and less about that. I think less and less about shoulda, coulda, woulda, and being afraid that I that I did the wrong thing. And I think more and more and more about how, yeah, I'm here and I'm leaning into the moment and I'm doing what I want to do. So let's take a break and I will see you back in a couple of minutes with more on all of that. Traditional TV is going away. Hollywood is starting to fade. People are demanding real stories from real people. Our voices are now being heard in our own way. Podcasts, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and TikTok Live are becoming the norm. Internet TV has now reached the highest demand in human history. Social media shows is now the new media of the century. Welcome to Social Media Shows. Have you been watching social media shows recently? Of course you have. We have been live streaming for four years across social media platforms. We produce over 70 shows with over 1,000 episodes. In the process, we've helped over 100 creators realize their dreams and start their own show. We give platforms to promote your business. If you are an artist, if you have an event, if you are entrepreneurs, or if you have a story. If you haven't done it yet, go ahead and subscribe and follow us on major social media platforms. And if you have a great idea of a show, join us. Social media shows can help you produce and live stream your own show. Let us help you make your dream become a reality. Hi everyone, welcome back to Mental Melodies. This is your host, Carmen Bradley, talking about um, reflecting on the last year and moving forward to the new year and hoarding. Um, and so I was talking about like letting go of stuff and my attachment to my identity with my journals. Because um, for me personally, like my intelligence has always been kind of my favorite part about myself. Um, I liked that I was like the smart girl. Um, and I think that obviously 
intelligence is a spectrum and there are different strengths that people have and so I could feel that way about myself because I thrived in a school environment when I was a kid and my brain very much likes to read and to write um, and not everybody likes that and that's something that I um, again with like needing your own identity and needing separateness I think that it's important to understand like what your strengths are and what you feel a proclivity toward and how you want to spend your time um, I've talked before about how I think that the school system doesn't suit everybody um, but I do think the school system does suit people like me to some extent um, it needs to be changed entirely but um, there is value I believe in in studying what has been written because I feel like I connect with people that I read like I I read uh, Steinbeck's journal of a novel and it was him writing about what was going on during um, the time that he was writing the novel East of Eden which is just a beautiful work of literature I got rid of that book <laughs> but I remember the thing about letting go of the physical copy of the book is that I remember all the books that I read and I might not remember them word for word or every character or every color or every detail but I do remember how they made me feel when I read them and what I got out of them and I think that's the most important part so again going back to like what is the highest level of thinking and where do we really want to be as thinkers or as intellectuals or whatever um, I, I believe that you do want to explore different ideas and things and whether that's reading books or listening to different people or traveling to different places you want to gather all of these different experiences so you can decide for yourself who you want to be I saw a really powerful quote on uh, Facebook yesterday I think it was that um, was definitively stating what the meaning of life is which has been I've been creating theories about that as I'm working with the sphere and like talking to the robots and stuff and they they're creating theories about it which are interesting but this specific like quote said I don't know verbatim but basically that the the purpose of life is to like decide who you want to be and experience that and that's where I've been at and so maybe it was just AI like reading my mind and then creating a theory based off of how I live my life who knows those things are always reading our minds but um but that's what I've been doing right and I've, I've talked about that multiple times like I I just decided I I want to live this life instead or I want to pursue this career instead and I'm not going to be trapped by this fear which is what I believe like what had driven my grandfather to live life the way that he lived it where he he would talk a lot about things that he wanted to do that he had never done and he wanted to live to a hundred and he had some goals for that and he died at 85 but um probably I just got bumped into a feeling and so I lost my thought because <laughs> that'll happen when you're talking about stuff like that um, oh so it, one thing he always said to me um, he was he really wanted me to get another teaching job when I came here and I did and I taught for four years here in Las Vegas and it was lovely and I got to teach AP literature it was a total dream for a nerd like me I I did love it but I also didn't want to do it forever and I knew that when I started teaching that I didn't want to do it forever um, but there's this like you have to have a job because you have to have health insurance and retirement and all that I talked about that last week I don't I don't want to be holding off on dreams that I have because I'm afraid that I won't have money when I'm 65 I'm 32 like who knows where I'm gonna be when I'm 65 and I would rather figure it out along the way than like just pick one thing and roll with it um, so I think 
to some extent, I'm benefited by the ADHD brain that I have, where it's like hard for me to decide. And I remember aunts and uncles describing me like that when I was a kid. Um, but again, with the opposites, because I would have a hard time deciding, like at a restaurant. But it was always between two things that I always ordered. So I have this very, like, I'm a very routine person, and I, like, like schedules, and I have planned out my entire month of January, every single day in January. And yet at the same time, the thing I was going to say earlier that I think is really cool about my planning this year is that I... I want to set myself up for success. So I want to plan out my year and my month and all the shows that I want to do and all the goals that I have and figure out kind of like new things I can do in the morning at night to make sure I'm efficient. But I also want to open myself up to new experiences. And I also know that even if you plan out your entire year, like life will always surprise you. And I want to be open to that. I don't want to be completely stuck in the rigidity of what I have to do. And something I was thinking about, oh, so I was going to tell you that the, the I'm going to have two vision boards this year. And one is the one I mentioned that has all of the categories that go on in my brain. And I've gotten to the point now where I, oh gosh, I've tried so many different things. I used to type a lot and I would just type a type a type. And then I was handwriting and I hand wrote all of those journals, right, year after year. And then recently I have had this method where I was using a clipboard and I would have paper. And so I would write day after day and categorize them. And then, um, at the end of the week or whatever, I couldn't ever figure out exactly when or when I just had so many papers on my floor I had to clean up, I would just start burning all of the papers and I would let go again of my attachment to all of those ideas. Um, and that's that's the hard part of about like being a writer that writers know is that not every word that you write is golden and not every word that you write is supposed to be a part of like the piece you're creating. So going back to that idea I was talking about it like about my art being like a sculpture. I think that like words are what I work with and music is what I work with. And so I have all these ideas in my head and for a long time, um, I just couldn't decide which idea to go with. And this is what like ADHD people talk about is that they have all these ideas but they can't follow through on a project. So I believe that non-attachment is a part of that healing process. That's something that I've said multiple times. Like I think I don't know if saying you can heal from ADHD is the right way to say it anymore, but I believe that you can, or maybe that is the right way to say it, you can heal from those things because I know that like a, a funny video I've seen on like Instagram or like a TikTok reel about this is like somebody going into the kitchen and then they're about to like wash a dish, but then they have a thought that they need to go do the laundry, so they go do the laundry. And then they have a thought that they forgot to feed the dog, so they go feed the dog and they're bouncing around. Um, and I, I still do that sometimes, but less and less and less. And that's because I've practiced being in the moment so much. So if that's something that you want to do, you really do have to practice. Like, so the thing I was talking about earlier with observing your thoughts, you have to find a way to practice being in your body, practice observing your thoughts, practice identifying whether or not they have any value at all or whether or not you want to listen to them. Because if you keep giving power to thoughts, they're going to keep coming. Um, so, um, there's another meditation that just came up in my brain right now that, that I remember being very valuable. Um, cause 
so a lot of the thoughts that have been popping around in my head that I had to deal with that I was talking about writing down had to do with trauma. So I mentioned like the eating disorder and I've mentioned multiple times how a PTSD brain works. So you have like memories that are activated and thoughts that are popping up. You're hypervigilant because you're afraid, but you're afraid because your brain still thinks you're in a situation in the past, but you're not there anymore. So in order to like heal from things like the thing that happened on November 1st or not November 1st, Am I thinking of something else? <laughs> anyway, the thing that happened a couple weeks ago, there must have been something. I think maybe I was thinking October 1st or 2nd. But anyway, um, you, you can heal from that on your own. And that was something I wanted to bring up because last week I was saying how I was feeling kind of guilty that I like couldn't give therapy away to people after that shooting. And um, I was saying like, go get therapy. But I, I remember one of the, one of the things that I like believe in this is a half-baked thought right now but um i believe that people can heal themselves and that one of the downfalls of being in a society where you have like therapists and then you have people is that um, people think they have to like be in therapy for a very long time or for forever or always relying on somebody to tell them how to heal themselves when in actuality there's so many things you can do to heal yourself and to um like put these practices into place so you can do them day in and day out or year after year and you can figure that out on your own. There's total value in therapy and I have had a lot of great experiences with therapists and sometimes I need another person but sometimes I can go out and I can do that on my own like with the knowledge that I have. So there was this meditation that popped up in my mind which is um, so those thoughts that pop up that are taking up your brain sp space, if they're related to trauma, what you need to do is observe them and then find the energy that they're attached to. If you can figure out what you're feeling underneath the thought, like my thought came from a feeling of sad or my thought came from a feeling of angry, then you can feel that feeling and move past it. And that's the huge thing that I've been talking about is that you have to be able to feel every feeling, right? That song I wrote, What Is Life Anyway, is about life being everything. I want to be able to feel everything. Um, obviously, I've also said, like, I want to feel more happiness and more peace. I think peace may be more than anything, and I've been working on that. But in order to get to that point, I have to be able to take all of the energy, all the stuff I've been holding on to that's related to traumas or experiences, and I have to feel them again so I can move through it and move past it which is then the power of like letting go because if you're holding on to everything and you're hoarding your whole life you, you're just feeling heavy and you don't have the lightness to be able to find again like the sculpture within it all so um hopefully you're following me <laughs> I am going to take a little bit of a break and I will see you back for our last segment in a couple minutes Got Films is a full-service production company that provides motion picture quality content and production services for use in the film and TV industry. Looking for a seasoned crew, high-quality equipment, or other production services for your film, TV, commercial, corporate conventions, sports, news, or interview project? Your search stops here. Some of our projects include NASCAR, American Restoration, Pawn Stars, Counting Cars, Top Chef, BattleBots, Forge and Fire, and Street Outlaws. We have also produced over 60 feature films and documentaries. We're ready for all your needs. Whatever your project, whatever your budget, big or small, Got Films got you. 
gotfilms.com. Welcome back. This is our last segment of this episode of Mental Melodies, which is the last episode of the year. Thank you again for tuning in and liking and subscribing and just giving me this space to, I guess, like share all of the knowledge that I have. Um, I definitely think that that with this theme of like letting go, I, I feel so grateful to have a space to like talk through all the things that I've studied because going back to like just kind of following the out of the path that was like set out for me I did go to school and get quite a few degrees and then like it I think it seemed like partially to me and partially maybe to other people that I just like threw that all the way to be a performer and that's not really how it feels to me especially not anymore like the deeper that I get into this life that I've chosen to live the more that it feels very very right and it and it just feels nice that I think that all the information that I was studying and nerding out on and uh, the way that I thought it was going to play out is playing out in a different way and that's just really really cool um, I think there's again value in people who are driven to like write and read and do art there's value in that in our society and so I just like hope that I am saying things that are of value to other people who want to think about these things and possibly like let go of things or walk away from them because who would I be without the people who have like paved the way for me like I think of I mentioned Taylor Tomlinson she's a a comedian who now has like a late night talk show and she's the only woman who's ever had a late night talk show and she's paving the way for women like me who want to make it in this world and I think that's something that I've had to learn in this last year a lot and I've mentioned it before it's just appreciating artists who have like done more than me or who are at a stage that I want to be at because I think um I was talking to uh, a fellow performer at an event a couple weeks ago I was singing at Tuscany and I was talking about how it was my first time singing at Tuscany and it was something that I had been manifesting for a while and part of getting there was meeting and connecting with people who had already done that and again who are doing things that I want to do and playing around town and he was saying yeah because you can get stuck in this mindset of like you're a big fish in a small pond and if you're a big fish in a small pond forever then that's just who you're going to be and you're never going to grow and so I think about how like college was that for me because in high school again as somebody who um, had a natural proclivity toward reading and writing and even math and even science like every subject I was pretty good at in school and um, then I got to college and then it was a bunch of people like me and suddenly I'm feeling small but everybody around me is also feeling small because we were all kind of like those big brains in high school and what a valuable experience to be able to be humbled and what that taught me is about how to learn like I it's so interesting like how I've shifted my perspective from how I thought learning was in high school and being very good at memorizing things and again this idea that like everything I had to read I had to remember everything you get those multiple choice tests like if you don't remember that the main character's shirt was green then you 
don't get an A or whatever. But I, w I subscribed to that and I memorized what I needed to memorize and read what I needed to read. But now I subscribe to this lifestyle of like constant discovery and constant experiment. So I'm not stuck in anything. Um, and it's just lovely to be able to grow that way. So anyway, I was talking about my like two vision boards and so the first one again is like all of the different categories that I write about and I believe that I'm past the stage where I'm going to have papers all over my floor which is really weird for me um, and what I'm doing instead is when I have a thought I write it down on like cardstock and I have a lot less thoughts coming in these days and then I cut the cardstock and then I put it in the envelope where it belongs. Um, and so then I can pull from that idea and then sit down and like write the comedy special I want to write or whatever. Um, but I've been procrastinating on some stuff like that, like some planning that I needed to do because of all those thoughts that I had to get out of my mind. And so it's taken years and years and years to detach again from like the emotions related to it. So I had to heal from a lot of things in order to quiet those thoughts. And so it's a little unsettling for me to be in a space where I do have less thoughts. So I'm not planning as much for this show. Like I said at the beginning, I decided that this show's topic was going to be about reflecting on the last year and moving into the new year. And that was it. And then I came here and here I am. Whereas ordinarily I'm writing down all these thoughts and they're related to all these different topics like mental health or like all these things that I talk about. And then I can't decide. And so what I've been working toward is being able to quiet the noise. So again, I can just like surrender to the moment because I think that there are, there is like usually every episode, even if I've overthought the planning ahead of time, there's always a theme to it. And it always kind of unfolds pretty naturally and even though I go on these little like side journeys I always end up at the same spot and if you're following me you notice that I always go back to something I've talked about in an earlier episode or earlier on in this same episode or earlier in the segment and I can hold all of that information in my brain and what I've had to let go of is like this this fear of forgetting or just again this like attachment. I have when these ideas are coming I'm attached to them and I think they're all lovely and great and wonderful but then all I'm doing is writing down ideas and not actually completing anything. So you really have to let go of fear in order to be able to just surrender to the moment and what it is again that needs to be said. And so that's what I'm practicing and that's something I want to do and so with that, my second vision board is going to be entirely blank. And um, something I did this year for my board is that I, I have, by this year I mean 2023, so like December of 2022, I sat down and I had this board and I took pictures of my previous boards because I knew I was moving. And it was, I mean, there's so many poster boards. I was trying not to to hold on to that clutter, but I find my vision boards to be very valuable. So anyway, I took pictures of them and I have the previous year's boards within the 2023 board. And then I had some envelopes on there and I started 
like gathering stuff. So when I went to IMTA, I put the IMTA poster on there and then I started putting like, I have a picture of Maria, my director and I on there because it was a big moment when we started like mental melodies. And I have the parking pass I got when I started teaching guitar that said Carmen Bradley musician. And it spoke to me. So it was like, this is who I'm becoming. So I put it on there and I kind of let 2023 be a an experiment in and of itself without being super consciously aware of it. Whereas now I'm like very aware that I'm living life this way. And so I'm going to have a blank board. I'm going to have my board where I organize my thoughts and I, and I get again, just like the space cleared up and I'm going to plan out all of my shows for the year. But I'm also, like I said, going to surrender to the moment and just start putting stuff up there that I gather and open myself up to new experiences. And I think that that balance is, it's so important and it's been very difficult for me to find. And so I'm like, I'm definitely scared. And I, I was thinking about this when I was talking about how like you have to, uh, I don't know, a couple minutes ago, I mentioned fear and I was thinking about how a few episodes ago I was talking about like not being driven by fear or guilt or any of these emotions. And so I try to be very honest about it. Like when I'm feeling them on the show or like earlier when I was talking about my grandpa and I lost track of my thought because I noticed that I was having a feeling. I try to do that because those are things that I think that I've learned that other people can learn in order to heal in the way that I believe that I have healed and are continuing to heal. And so I'm, I'm honest about that because like I said in my second episode, I'm not here because I know everything or I know the right way to heal. As I've said multiple times, like I'm being very selfish with this. <laughs> I, this is my, this is my weird brain experiment where I'm just like figuring out who I want to be and it's totally 100% all about me. And while it feels very methodical, like this happened and then this happened and it seems like it makes very much sense and everything connects and my the stuff that I decided in 2020 to do connects with the stuff that I'm doing now. I think that if you start on your journey, it wouldn't look the same as mine. But like I said earlier, there is so much value in being able to be inspired by somebody and then go and do it in your own way. Like who you are and what your personality is and what you're driven to is going to be different from me. So therefore, if you sit down and you make a vision board for 2024, I hope that it looks very different from mine and that like you sit down and you figure out what you want. And the beauty of it is that every year has been so different. And I like that this year I kind of have this duality happening, um, especially because it's just such a big theme for me. Um, is just being able to have everything in life and being able to feel everything in life. And um, so like I noticed when I was looking at my board today that my my 2020 year that I've talked about a lot was a board where I sat down and I really planned it out. Like I thought about what I wanted to do in the morning, what I wanted out of that year and who I wanted to be. And the next year, um, 2021, I just got magazines and I clipped things that spoke to me and I put them on the board and I was like, these are going to be like guiding forces, like intentions, which I've talked about before. And then that year was a little more 
a little more free and a little less structured, but I also pulled from what I got out of 2020 into my 2021. And so now this year, I'm trying to do both, where I have a lot of structure so that I can free up my brain, so I can finish like the stuff that I wanna do, but I also just wanna experience life and be a little more free and continue to feel like life is an adventure. That's definitely like what I want. Um, so yeah, I think that's a good place to stop in talking about like these vision boards and this year. Um, I know there's going to be a lot of new stuff coming for social media shows and also Mental Melodies and me, Carmen Bradley, in the upcoming year, but it's also going to be a continuation, you know, and there's stuff that I've learned from starting the show this year about everything, you know, like how to be vulnerable and how to talk for a whole hour and how to perform and all of these things and there's going to be more guests um, and some of that is already decided and a lot of it isn't and a lot of it will be a total surprise and I'm excited for that and I hope you're excited for that and I hope that you have a beautiful Christmas with your family or Hanukkah or whatever it is you celebrate and a happy holidays and a beautiful New Year's Eve and I will see you in the upcoming year. lost, lonely, or maybe even a little bit loony. I talk about these things on my show and how to help them. Mental Melodies, broadcasting live every Monday through Friday at 4 p.m. and every Saturday at 11.